0: Talking about chicken a la king, mango and garbanzo, potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil, zucchini ziti, granola, fruit yeah, look man. at all this beautiful food. Oh,
1: mm.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. Today, I'm joined by a legend. <laughs> <laughs> We first met on the set of bajillion dollar properties from CISO, a CISO production, hold for applause, where she played the hilarious Victoria King. You've seen her on me, myself, and I, alongside Bobby Moynihan. She plays my favorite character in the show, Lisa Casper on Resident Alien. Please welcome my friend, my comrade, my pal, Mendelmon. Hi. Mandel, yes. we've known each other for a while now.
1: Too long, I would say.
0: Way too long. Mm-hmm. And we have a sort of very contentious relationship. Mm-hmm. We give each other shit, and then everyone else who's around us says, uh, do you guys hate each other? Right. And the truth is, I don't know the answer to that question.
1: I mean, I think a little bit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think for sure a little bit. And I'll tell you what makes me hate you a lot.
1: Wow, a bit. okay. I like the way this is starting out.
0: It's your fridge. okay. You guys can see Mandel's fridge on my Instagram, at Stand Up Dan.
1: Mandel, I know you. are you starting with hating my fridge.
0: I know you as probably the most type A, she's got her shit together person in my life. Right. And this fridge is just, it's too perfect.
1: I know, but you know, it's my dream to have one of those glass refrigerators.
0: Right. Oh, so you're practicing. Yeah. You're practicing for that (laughs) moment. And you keep, I mean, it is impeccable this might be the nicest Mm. fridge we've ever had on the show and it kills me to give you that compliment oh thank you but i mean i'm i'm uh i'm in awe it's like even little things like this like in one of the crispers you have let's call it your uh allium something like that you have these two pastes yeah one looks like a ginger paste yeah, and one looks like a garlic paste.
1: You know, I love s- skipping a step, so if I can find something already done, yes, that's why I got the paste. Is that what you're gonna get mad at me for? Like, no, because
0: the garlic? pastes are, but the pastes are <laughs> alongside fresh garlic, though.
1: Well, because sometimes you need fresh. Sometimes you just want.
0: to. But what I was gonna get angry at you about is how they're just like wonderfully next to each other. No, the look, labels those fell over. The little cilantro. Oh my god! <laughs> Wait a second. This is. This I didn't even know what that was, and I'm gonna give you a lot of shit for this. You have your parsley and cilantro. Have you
1: ever used this?
0: No. Oh my god! I'm lasts not for a. Five weeks. I'm not a senior citizen who doesn't know how to use a knife.
1: <laughs> well, first of all, you are a senior citizen for sure, <laughs> These, and second of all, this is so. It, listen, if you're in a. First rush, of
0: all, I'm three months older than you. Don't six believe. Years. Don't believe Google, everyone.
1: Six years. The <laughs> – don't you forget it. <laughs> so these are
0: pre-cut herbs mm-hmm. that are in little tins, like uh, yeah, not I tins, love those.
1: like I stand by those.
0: Little plastic things like what you have your 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 single serve yogurt in. Yeah, But it's got chopped herbs. Mm-hmm. Why do you do that rather than buying the herbs?
1: Well, sometimes I buy fresh herbs, but like if I'm in a rush, that's great to have on hand.
0: Wow, you're very I've good at this. I also turned a
1: lot of people onto these. So.
0: Really? Mhm. You know the thing. I'm just ruining
1: America for you.
0: (laughs) Honestly, I love the idea of doing the shortcut stuff, but I'd never do it because I'm a purist. And then it takes me a long time to do stuff.
1: Are you joking? (laughs) Are you really? Come on. That is so ridiculous. I know that's not true.
0: Why do you say that?
1: (laughs) Because I know you take shortcuts. Let me think of some. Didn't you just plant? Didn't you just make eggplant parmesan on Instagram? I did. It was really. It wasn't eggplant parmesan. What's the,
0: was like, sh- what's the shortcut? I didn't fucking make the parmesan cheese?
1: No, you didn't even have parmesan cheese. You took like little mozzarella, took mozzarella nuggets yeah. and like cut them up <laughs> instead of like fresh mozzarella. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. So that's a shortcut.
0: I, that wasn't a shortcut. That was a out of necessity. I didn't have the right well, ingredients. maybe this is a
1: necessity. I don't I'm know. Too busy.
0: I'm okay with the shortcut move. I actually am envious of it. I wish that I was as simple minded a person that I'd be okay to do it.
1: Wow. Wow.
0: <laughs> then
1: <laughs> wow
0: you have is, a, is
1: the hour over yet <laughs> you
0: have a wonderful cheese drawer here
1: always have things for a cheese platter on hand in case a guest comes by
0: that's you know what I, you know, I've been to your home numerous times you're always a wonderful host you always mm-hmm. have that's a lost art
1: yes No one
0: does that. Mm -hmm. No one is a good host anymore. Mm -hmm. No one has a cheese plate, a charcuterie plate. Desserts Mm -hmm. are your forte. You have Mm -hmm. a lot of wonderful desserts that you make as well. Thank you. And you just have them ready. You're like, oh, (laughs) before
1: you go, why don't you take (laughs) some of these? Yes, I always send people home with something. Yeah, that's a big thing for me. It's
0: very 1950s housewife Mm -hmm. of you.
1: People don't have etiquette anymore. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. and also, in keeping with the 1950s theme, you all you you say you you that you don't make eye contact with me because I'm because as a man, you I, you know, you look down mm-hmm. on the floor, mm-hmm. and while I eat the wonderful foods that you make me, so thank you for wow. that. It That's makes my me feel, freezer. Oh my god, we have something here that we both have something. We finally we, have something in common, man. We
1: didn't have anything else in common in no. the whole refrigerator.
0: This we have. That's a lie. The frozen blueberries. Those, these are frozen yeah. wild blueberries. Right from Whole Foods.
1: Yeah, most these, of my stuff is. From
0: uh, whole Foods. I get these, and I can tell you, I think these are above your pay grade.
1: Oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> Not at all. But do you see how many berries I have in there? That's because. <laughs> Just in case I have to do a quick dessert, I'll go for a triple berry crisp.
0: Tell me, how do you do that?
1: How do I make it? Yeah. I've made you triple berry crisp before in this house that we're recording in.
0: Oh, you guys need to know this. Another thing that Mendel has in her pantry is roofies. Lots of them. (laughs) So what she'll do is she'll roofie you and then she'll recipe test on you.
1: I want you to remember that t- my mother is going to listen to this. You tell her.
0: Oh, hi. Hi, Ms. Ma- bonjour. Nope, not no? even
1: close. I bonjour. was like half bonjour. Is she was like <laughs> half French?
0: Bonjour. Were you
1: trying to say bon dia?
0: Bon dia. Bon dia. <laughs> you could say hola. Bon dia. So we will get that's. I'm trying to. I'm butchering Portuguese here. Yeah, butchering. Which Portuguese is going to be a big part of this podcast but right. tell me about the uh the crisp that you fed me when i was drugged up
1: you were never drugged up and we know that for a fact because there was other people here it was when bajillion yes, came up you here
0: do a, you do a drug up party um
1: so i mean i don't want to give away all my recipes but i do three <laughs> kinds of berries uh usually blackberries raspberries and blueberries mm-hmm. um i don't do strawberries even though you see strawberries there but that's yeah. for smoothies yeah, and stuff those berries. and then It depends on who I'm making it for, so if it needs to be gluten-free. Because one of the things about my baking is that I'm able to do things gluten-free, vegan, nut-free, dairy-free. That was why I started baking, because I love desserts, but I wanted to be healthier about things. So most of the people I bake for have some kind of restriction. So depending on that, or if they want to be low sugar... We do live in Los Angeles, everyone
0: has a restriction.
1: Right, so if they want to be low sugar, then... So if I'm going to make it gluten-free, I'm going to do the crisp probably out of... Gluten-free oats, oat flour, brown sugar, maybe a little vanilla, cultured butter. That wouldn't be dairy-free if I did it that way. Um, but if I wanted, or ghee, if, if people wanted to be a lot healthier.
0: Ghee um, is clarified butter. Thank it's not you. not that much healthier. It just, yeah. It's just butter without the milk solids in it's, it.
1: it. It's a little healthier. Yeah. But yeah, crumble okay. it on top, put okay. it in the oven.
0: And then you serve
1: a little ice cream.
0: But this is frozen, though. What do you? Oh, yeah.
1: I'll, but I'll, I'll cook. It's fine. That, that's the easiest way. Cause oh, because you're cooking I them. Have... Yeah.
0: OK, got it. Got it. So you cook them into a compote. Yeah. Very interesting. <laughs> there's um, a
1: lot of linguiça in there.
0: <laughs> there's a lot of linguiça in there, which linguiça. <laughs> so you go to the Portuguese market v- pretty often, fairly often. I
1: mean, when I'm in San Diego.
0: When you're in San Diego. Big Portuguese community in San Diego? Yes. That's Why where is I grew that? up. It seems very far from Portugal. Um, Seems like the furthest came- place in from Portugal in America.
1: Okay. So like- they settled in a few different areas, but San Diego being one because they started the tuna fishing industry there. And they used to fish out of the ports right on Harbor Drive. Um, and so in Point Loma, which they're now renaming that area Little Portugal because right. the it's such a big community, um, my family from my mom's side and my dad's side came over and settled there. And that's how I grew up in this.
0: And your dad is a... Fisherman. Master captain of He's a, tuna a fishing boat. Oh, I'm sorry, I called him a fisherman. <laughs> He's a master captain. I
1: mean, his license is pretty rare. I want to give him that credit. Is it honestly? Yes. Mm-hmm.
0: Tell me, what is? How many master captains are there?
1: Well, there's, there's Matt. I mean, my grandfathers were master captains. My great grandfathers. You come
0: from a long line of master captains. I do. Wow.
1: But my dad's um, license is unlimited. He can, he can operate any boat. You any told me type of boat you can
0: tell me he can fish whales he can kill whales
1: I've never told you, you that you told me that please said- don't start this <laughs> <laughs> I've never said anything said like
0: that he's allowed to he's one of the only people who can fish blue whales wow And blue and baby blue elves, which I didn't even know that was allowed.
1: We should do a follow up after the podcast (laughs) of you just filming when I ream Dan a new one after we stop recording (laughs) and punish him for all this bullshit. But
0: after she does that, she will make me a very crisp. (laughs)
1: Yeah, of course. Well I'm I mean I have manners. (laughs) Yes.
0: Um, (laughs) Interesting. So this is a big cultural thing, the fishing.
1: Yes, absolutely. That's how so they came so the best navigators in the world come from Portugal. Yes. There's a big navigation school in in show over there. Still I mean it's not operating anymore. But,
0: but Okay, so back in the day, this was... Back in the day. Let me ask you this. Yes. What came first, the chicken or the egg? Did the Portuguese, do you think they became basically rulers of the world at some point because they were so good at navigating, or did they want to rule the world and they were like, to rule the world, we need to get good at navigating these boats?
1: I don't know. I mean, Portugal, you know, part of Portugal is the islands there, the Madeira Islands. Uh, uh, so they were right by the water. Yeah. So I'm sure they were familiar... And I know they became good navigators because they could operate the boats and also they felt comfortable being in waters because they would go from the mainland of Portugal to the islands, you know, being in waters and not being able to see land, which was a big thing then. But um, when they came over to San Diego, they knew that that's what they had to offer was that they were, you know, they could operate these boats and that they were good fishermen and that's how they made money. You know, like most cultures, this is... That's how they provided for their families.
0: Do you think most master captains are of Portuguese descent?
1: Uh, no, not necessarily, but tuna fishermen a lot. Really?
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys got the lock on that.
1: Maybe, yeah. I think so.
0: I heard that the best tuna that we catch, the best stuff, Who's all we? goes straight to Japan, America. I mean, like, like the best tuna off the coast of Massachusetts all goes straight to Japan.
1: Well, Japan is the country that consumes the most fish, but Portugal's the second.
0: Portugal's second. Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you guys were first.
1: No, Japan.
0: Interesting. But it's
1: bigger, you know. Yeah, it is bigger. So that probably plays.
0: I don't know because or... Russia is bigger than Portugal, and you guys well, have most... more fish than in Russia. So there goes that theory. That was no. Probably the, I
1: was saying. I'm
0: gonna say that was the dumbest thing. <laughs> no, you've said, Mrs. Mon. If you're listening to this, if
1: that's the dumbest thing I've said, I'm fine with that. <laughs> that wasn't that dumb. No,
0: I'm. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, so you brought us a bunch of Portuguese treats here. I did, and I'm very excited about a lot of them because I have a lot of questions.
1: Don't deserve them, but I brought them because I want to properly represent Portugal. But I just want it to be known that these gifts are not a reflection of how I feel, of the host of this podcast.
0: Okay, noted. Got it. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with what has always been one of my favorite foods. It's slow to catch on in America, I'd say. So slow. But it's having a moment. They're having a moment, I think sardines.
1: Sardinish. Sardinish.
0: By the way, for Portuguese, all you have to do is just like at the end oh, of every word has to be like you just took an ambient and you just no. fade out of it. Like instead of saying sardines, you say sardines. Mm hmm. That's not true. She said Portuguese is the most romantic language in In the the world. world. (laughs) See that? I know that because I've been with a lot of sleepy people and that's what they sound like when they're sleeping.
1: So back to this. um, Yeah, I brought you sardines. So here's the thing. I did not realize until I was an adult in my 30s how much canned food. I eat and how other people don't. Yeah. But that's a big thing in Portugal.
0: There are canned food people. There, there are canned fish f- seafood people, especially. Ton
1: of ton of it. Ton of it. Canned tuna, canned sardines, canned cod, um, canned octopus.
0: And funny enough, what in America I think we can the sort of the subpar fish that we have, mm-hmm. we put that in cans. I feel like you guys are the opposite. I think you guys put your good stuff in cans. We do. Like you can got, find canned mussels in Portugal that mm-hmm. are like a hundred bucks a ten. Right. Like it's like a whole thing.
1: Well, I think this has to do with it a little bit, but the Portuguese are not wasteful. They don't waste anything. Right. So a lot of things that have come out of Portugal have come about because of some preservation technique. Um Back in the day, with eggs, with that's how porto was kind of created. I mean, how port was kind of created, right? Um, so, I think also they don't want to waste anything,
0: right? So that's where the canning came from.
1: I believe so. Yeah,
0: you believe so, or you know so. This is not an "I believe so" podcast. I told you to brush up.
1: I'm and- not a professor. I'm not a historian. Like this is what I'm telling you. I know to be true. Okay, listen. I brought you four flavors here, but now that I think about it. The spicy one, you're not going to be able to handle.
0: Why do you say that?
1: Because you can't handle anything with heat. That is not true. I love, I You ate a piece of a jalapeno the other day that was like candied. Oh. And your mouth was on fire.
0: Wait, that was a, (sighs) it was like a raw jalapeno.
1: It had honey on it.
0: (laughs) Okay, yeah. So that makes it okay. It had (laughs) honey on it. It
1: helps. And I brought you the normal linguisa, which I'm still worried is going to be too spicy for you, but I didn't bring you the hot. Oh my
0: God. Guys, I'm so tough. Don't listen to her. So linguica. Such a
1: delicate palate.
0: Linguica is a very famous Portuguese sausage.
1: Yes, Tell but me. actually, they probably eat chorizo more there. But I grew up on linguica because my family's more from the Madeira Islands and in the islands, linguica is more popular. So when I was younger. It wasn't in the grocery stores like you can find today. Yeah. We would have to.
0: It's still so, pretty rare. I mean, it, way more Ralph's people have. But has
1: it now. But, I mean, you can find it.
0: But way more people have heard of chorizo than they have of linguiza. Well, of course,
1: but that's because of Spaniards too. Um, but, right. So um, I forget the man's name that came over in the 60s. Johnny to, Linguiza.
0: <laughs> <laughs> His name was Johnny Linguiza. so
1: stupid. <laughs> that's so dumb. Right. <laughs> Okay, he came over, I think in the 60s to San Francisco and he, he started um, making linguiça, that's the owner of the, that's the beginning of this company, Silva, which is, this is the one you can find in the grocery stores. But when I was little, we used to have to go to this old man in the community and we would put in our orders for linguisa. we we'd get it like once a year and he would go up to San Francisco to get it for us because you really? couldn't find it in the stores. And I remember being so excited around Christmas time because that's when we get a bunch and we put it in the freezer. And my mom would make it on Christmas, which she still does. But because we couldn't have it that often, Ben would eat so much that he would make himself sick. Sorry, that's my brother. Um, because he'd be so excited to have linguiça. But, yeah, we had eat, it, you couldn't get it anywhere. We had to, like, special order.
0: So, interesting. Linguiça, what is the – I mean, do you know what the main difference is between linguisa and chorizo? Like, they're both kind of paprika-y sausages. I
1: think this is um, – I don't know what the – Main differences, I mean, this is pork butt or pork shoulder and, and yeah, paprika. I mean, it's spicy for people like you.
0: Again, um, <laughs> it was a raw jalapeno.
1: I know. You ate literally maybe a centimeter of it. I ate the whole thing and didn't even take a sip of water. You were like, my mouth's not, you, you, uh, you were sweaty. I'm
0: sorry I have nerve endings <laughs> in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so moving right along, Yeah. Uh-huh. there is a wonderful olive oil here. Yes. Now, I don't That's know m- much about Portuguese olive oil. I know the Italians love to say they have the best olive oil. Everyone everyone has their olive oil. Everyone says that they make the best olive oil. Tell me about this Portuguese olive oil.
1: Um, some people find Portuguese olive oil to be more robust. It's, it's strong.
0: Really? hmm I'm going to bring some bread that Andrew, Ooh, okay. our producer actually made this Some morning
1: foul? is it a he, Portuguese bread? oh you made it he made Ooh, it that's fresh even more exciting what kind of bread Seven. oh
0: everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger McNuggets or Mc Crispy Sandwich but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day that Andrew made us. So we Looks can try some of these so good. wonderful treats here. I have a plate here. I'm going to pour some of this Portuguese olive oil. I should tell you, I love a robust olive oil. Okay. I love it when it, when it burns my throat. Interesting. You know?
1: You are quite complex. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like those olive oils that make me work for it. You know what I mean? Hmm. Did I do it? No. Now what? Did I pull it?
1: Yeah. Ow! Okay. Oh, my God. Uh, just for the listener, he, <laughs> <laughs> just a little plastic hit his hand. That was what huge owl <laughs> was in response okay. to. Okay. You
0: have sensitive fingers. Um, okay. Let's get in here. Andrew, you can join us. Through. I like to treat my staff very well. You got to make sure you That's gonna keep the ready. staff happy. Ooh. Ooh. I'm going to say... It's a very floral olive oil.
1: Hmm, interesting. I've never heard it described that way. It
0: gets that throat thing, do you feel it? The back of your throat thing?
1: No, we're not babies like you, we're fine. You
0: go- <laughs> <laughs> you guys- <laughs> are you guys dying well? yeah. <laughs> No, that is a sign of good uh, olive oil. There's something about the burn in olive oil, that'll be our fun fact.
1: Okay, so olives are huge. In Portuguese cuisine like some mm-hmm. people like to say the flag which is red and green red is for wine the green is for olives
0: interesting mm-hmm. i love olive oil so much and i love olives so much mm-hmm. i also love cheese so much and you brought me some portuguese cheese here. from the islands what? this is like
1: shipped straight from portugal
0: really yes what is this cheese
1: i don't even remember
0: no i asked you do your research You're teaching my
1: need to do research. This is what I grew up. You just told me to give you like life experience.
0: I said you're teaching my listeners about Portuguese food.
1: I said it's from the islands. It's a soft cheese.
0: It is a soft cheese. It's delicious. It's It's, so
1: good. It's got this stuff. A
0: nice funk (laughs) to it. Is it cow's milk? Yes. Oh, it's so good.
1: This is great. This is okay, so this cheese is great to be paired with a ruby or a tawny, by the way.
0: Ooh. You should say that. So, we have a couple boozes here too.
1: Okay, so I should talk about port, right? Please. Okay, so Portugal is known for their wine. I know you're a fan of Vinho Verde.
0: I don't know much about Vinho Verde, I just know that's a thing.
1: Okay, so there's a place in Porto, Portugal, which is called the Dudu Valley. I'll uh,
0: translate. There's a place place in Porto, Portugal called the (laughs) Dudu Valley. (laughs)
1: Um, I hate you so much. (laughs) And the climate there is perfect for growing grapes. So with port, port was kind of an accident. Um, the history of it is when Britain and France were at war, they had Britain had to get their wine from somewhere else. So mm-hmm. they went to Portugal. But the trek from the Douro Valley down to the ports, and then the sea travel over to Britain, the wine would spoil. Mm-hmm. So Portuguese started topping off the wine with grape spirit, essentially brandy. Okay, and. And then Britain loved it so much because it was sweet and the alcohol content was higher, but then they just started making it that, that way. And that's what port is. You can only get, it's only port if it comes from Porto, Portugal. So, interesting. Vinho Verde is in the same area. People know in America as the green wine, yeah. mostly whites. It's really light, it's refreshing. It can be sparkling. It pairs really well with a lot of foods.
0: It's very good value too.
1: Yes, very good value.
0: It's like a $10 bottle and they're, they're great. That That was good. Yeah.
1: But in Portugal actually, but they have reds for the Vinho Verde line. And in Portugal, the reds are more popular. Oh, interesting. You don't even get the reds over here.
0: Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So
1: port is really popular in England too, because of this whole thing. So there's several different kinds of port, but to give you the basics, Mm -hmm. the youngest is the ruby. That's not what you're drinking right now. Okay. Um, People only think of port as a dessert wine. It's not just a dessert wine. Although the ruby pairs really nicely with dark chocolate. It's fruity. It's lighter. It's younger. Um, Then there's the tawny. The tawny is probably the most popular. That's what I poured for you. If someone's starting out with port, I would recommend like a 10 or 20 year tawny.
0: Okay. Um, So this is a tawny. This is Sandman.
1: Wood barrel. It's got that uh, almost vanilla. Sandman is a great, great company. Okay, cool. That pairs really well with cinnamon, vin- apple pie, creme brulee, but cheese, too.
0: So Tawny is a more aged port mm-hmm. in barrels? Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, so Ruby is like, is like the, the fresh stuff. The baby baby. Okay.
1: Then I brought you white port, which most people are not familiar with.
0: I had no idea that... You've mentioned this before to me, and I had no idea there was even such a thing as white
1: port. I know. I'm teaching you things all the time. Yes. So white port can be... Had cold, and they do... A white pork cocktail, which is called um, a portutuniku, port tonic. You can pour. You can have it with tonic water and like some mint, orange really? zest. Yeah, it's delicious, and that can be had at dinner.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, I'm going to go in for the tawny if you don't mind.
1: I don't mind at all. Mm-hmm. May I do the same?
0: Mm-hmm. Mm. <sighs> I I'm love so port happy right now so much. <laughs> it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's it's not it's sweet, but it's not overly sweet. It's not like a dessert line. Sweet. No,
1: this one will be sweeter.
0: The ruby. Yes.
1: But it's... but I brought you a ruby reserve, which is the best of the rubies. Really? Yeah.
0: Wait, are these these aren't for me to keep though. No, you can keep them. No, I'm not keeping them. That's you can crazy. Keep these. That's crazy. That's a lot of port you just gave me. I
1: know, but I have like twenty bottles at home.
0: Mandel, do you have a problem? It's a <laughs> no, lot of but port. But
1: when I go to the Portuguese market in San Diego, I stock up because you can't find a lot of those brands anywhere
0: else i'm gonna try some of the white port too okay is that okay
1: yeah and obviously what am i gonna do drive home with these open bottles you're yeah. keeping
0: these <laughs> hi officer i'm from portugal it's okay
1: <laughs> um do you have soda water or tonic
0: i want to have it on its own is that crazy okay. does no. no one have the white one on no, its own
1: but, but no especially cold it's good yeah people have it on its own i just don't think people are familiar with a pork cocktail so i was just trying to tell you With
0: that are exists. we getting into a fight
1: Oh. I I, I kind of assume we're always in a fight, and then I have <laughs> there's spark- rare moments where we actually get along.
0: <laughs> I have sparkling water. Uh-huh. Does that count? I don't have tonic water.
1: No, let's just do just do it on its own so you can taste it. Okay. Okay, so if you were to go to Porto, and you get a wine tasting, right? Okay. First of all, the wine tastings are three-fourths of the glass, because Portuguese people know how to do it right.
0: Oh, really? You guys don't pour it half or?
1: No, we pour it full, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'm great with that. I don't know why you're just okay with that. It's awesome. Yeah. So what they might serve with it is the caju, the olive or sardines. And then also what I brought you, and this is pretty rare. Dan left the room, just so everybody knows. So I'm just talking talking to myself. I'm here. Tramosos, which is uh, lupini beans, lupini beans. Lupini Um, beans. um, In brine.
0: Whoa. So
1: those are popular like in Spain, Portugal, Italy. Is this like – I feel like – Some people – I eat them straight out of the brine because I like it. But some people have to put in water. This might be too salty for you. I feel like
0: Spain and Portugal have drinking food just down.
1: Okay, so here's how it is. They have breakfast, which is really just a pastry and coffee. Right. Lunch, and it's always soup. We should talk about soup because that's soup is really important. Like, yes. big in Portugal. And then – They don't have dinner till like 9 p.m., but between lunch and dinner, and this is the way I want to live for the rest of my life, they have just wine and appetizers like this. Really? And I just, that's how I want to, that's the best.
0: It's the best. It's the way to be. Yeah. And I feel like I've had, well, let me try these beans first. Okay. Oh, okay.
1: Wait. Yeah. But that's really salty straight out of the brine. Maybe for you. Maybe for you. Again, a delicate palate I'm dealing with, so I feel like I have to give the warning.
0: <laughs> Let's try these salty acid. You
1: know beans. me, I'll eat anything, so it's like
0: Oh, I love that.
1: I know it's so good, right?
0: Yeah, because they're like they're like al dente beans, mm-hmm. which normally I wouldn't like, but I think because they're in that brine. But they have that crunch. Yeah, they they're like crunchy and fun. Yeah,
1: and also and also drinking with sweet pork. Oh
0: my god, I could see that being so dangerous because you drink and then it makes your mouth real salty. Yeah. And you're like oh, I could use some port now.
1: Well, who's it dangerous for?
0: Because mm. because you because then you keep drinking.
1: Oh, and you you're like more delicate. <laughs>
0: and I'm del I'm a delicate flower. <laughs> Cod is is a very very bacalao. Bacalao is a very very interesting thing.
1: Because it's not even native to Portugal. <laughs> they go somewhere else to get it.
0: Well, it's not native to Portugal. It's actually part of the reason why. There's theories that it's part of the reason that America was even discovered was because Basque people were going to America like to the shores to get cod because there wasn't mm-hmm. any more cod in Europe. But the interesting thing about I love salted cod. I mm-hmm. love bacalao. Mm-hmm. Bacalao, it's You're called. You're saying it right. Good job. The name is amazing. I but know. bacalao is basically, we take salt cod, then you rehydrate
1: it. Yeah, so it's dried and salted. Yeah. You rehydrate it. It takes about a day to yeah. do that before you can cook it. But one of the amazing things when you if you go to Portugal is the fish markets there.
0: Wait, hold on. Before we get to the fish market, okay. You rehydrate it, then you mix it with potatoes. We
1: well, don't have to necessarily. There's, there's uh, they say there's 365 recipes for bacalao. Really? Right? Because it, one for every day of the year. Yeah.
0: Oh wow, interesting. interesting. I, I didn't they know think
1: they call that. it the um, Ufiel Ufiel Migo, I think the faithful friend.
0: The interesting thing about bacalao also mm-hmm. is that the Portuguese don't mm-hmm. have a word. For fresh cod. There's no word. Like we have a word cod and then we have salted cod. Uh-huh. You guys just say the word for cod is unsalted c- bacalao.
1: Mm. I don't know that. I don't know that for sure. I guess, yeah. I guess we don't. Uh, why is that so interesting? It's, I, I, it's interesting
0: like- because salted cod was one of the reasons that your people became, came to dominate the world.
1: I know, but... We they only have salted cod.
0: Why have you ever never have you never asked why not just to, eat to the, preserve it? Yeah, but but that's the thing. It, also, flavor wise, though, it just tastes so much better. But that's what they were preserving it so much that the word for cod became salted cod in Portuguese.
1: Mm. I'm not sure you're right about that. <laughs>
0: I read a book. Okay. What book? Cod. It's called Cod.
1: Can I have it? It's Can great. Can I borrow
0: it? There's a book called Cod. It was written by a guy who also wrote a book called Salt. <laughs> I swear to God. And this guy. And he was hope,
1: like, oh, my God, my two favorite things together.
0: <laughs> he wrote the most interesting books because salt caused wars. And Cod, whoever had salted Cod was able to, you know, take over the world because they had protein. They could go places. Right. This guy wrote these two books that were so good. <laughs> and I reached out to him, I was like, he would be great on the podcast." And we reached out to this guy. He was such an asshole. <laughs> really? He was so mean that he just like never did the podcast. but Do he kept s- like,
1: "Do you say anything mean to you specifically? personally? Oh, yeah. Oh,
0: actually, absolutely. Can I he hear did. what it was. Just she so said I can get a good laugh. I've he he says something along the lines of like I've never worked with someone with such lack of professionalism, oh, Like something well, like that. I mean, you can relate. You yeah can relate to him.
1: Yeah, is he a jerk or is he just honest? You know, I am not convinced.
0: Anyway, great author, big dick.
1: <laughs> By the way, I don't know if yeah. he I don't know if he hates that review. Great author, know. big dick.
0: Great, great author, huge <laughs> penis. Wait a second. Um, okay, great. I'm now going to start asking you the questions that I ask every guest towards the end of the oh, show. Okay. These are very, very telling of you. Really? Yeah, it's like a window inside Mandel's foodie brain, which okay. tells us a lot about you. I think we learn a lot about people through their food. Like the fact that you are such a good host, it says a lot about you. You're like.
1: that's It's so important to me. I don't think people have etiquette anymore. Sugar, my, that's what I call my mom. Um, that's not her real name, but most of my adult friends don't know her real name um was like made me go to etiquette class bought me emily post and peggy post books she was so big on that i write thank you cards I let's always let's, yeah.
0: let's let's put a pin in this actually Why? let's go straight to the pin okay mandel grew up taking etiquette classes
1: just a class i learned everything i needed to know in one class i didn't have to go back
0: <laughs> she took an etiquette class <laughs> And I'm actually fascinated by etiquette because I like to think that I have very good etiquette.
1: Interesting. As I chomp um, on this cheese
0: with my mouth interesting open. Interesting
1: that you think that. Okay. Okay, so the pillars of Emily Post are – this is going to be really good for you. Go ahead. I love this stuff. Honesty, consideration, and respect. Mm-hmm. That's like the main principles of her etiquette. So, okay. of course, there's dining etiquette, which I've talked to you about, and that's tried to teach you. Yeah. Um, and then <laughs> I,
0: need try, you, I, I need to try the white, by the way, so I'm going to finish the red, but go on. Okay.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's all about respecting. Okay, so can I give an example of what you should do and what you shouldn't do?
0: Just tell me what fucking fork to use and what knife to use. Jesus Christ.
1: I've already told – how can I say that on the podcast? I mean, you work your way out <laughs> to in. The glasses are – I mean, if you're doing red wine, it would be the shorter, wider glass. Um, if you're doing white wine, it would be the taller, thinner glass. You should hold your white wine, your champagne glass, by the stem, not you know by the cup, so it doesn't warm it up. Um, the thing that you taught I, me
0: that was fascinating yeah. was the dessert fork and Ooh, spoon, bringing out to the which side. go above the plate. There's are supposed to be plated above the plate, and then when your dinner plate is done and they bring the dessert plate, you slide them down from right. the top to both sides, yes, so that you can have your dessert fork and spoon, yes. I thought that was very uh, charming.
1: Mm -hmm. Napkin is a big thing too. If you're going to the restroom, leave your napkin on the chair. If you're done with dinner and you're leaving, you put your napkin on the table.
0: On the chair, do I need to fold it? No, it
1: it doesn't need to be folded. In fact, it shouldn't. Oh, really? Another misconception is elbows on the table. People think that that's wrong. You can have your elbows on the table as long as it's not while food is there and you're eating.
0: Yes, you taught me that too, which Mm -hmm. I thought that freed me so much. Because I always thought. I know that what I'm doing is wrong, but I I can't not do it. Yeah, no,
1: you can't not do that. You're also not really supposed to clink your glass when you cheers.
0: (sighs) I'm not down with that one.
1: Well, I mean, listen, I had to tone down my etiquette because it would, it would like it's off-putting for some people.
0: Well, this is a question. Did it make it a nightmare going out to dinner with people because you get to no. see the glaring? You know. No,
1: I don't. know. I'm, I'm not as judgmental as you, so I don't. I don't stare at other people and their right. etiquette and judge them for it.
0: Well, I got a lot of shit from my fork holding. on That a picture was crazy. That I. Po- <laughs> I posted a picture on Instagram of my me holding a fork, and people went crazy. No, it wasn't a,
1: no, it wasn't a picture. It was a video, it was which a video. is so we saw how it was like picked up and then how it was held. And then how it was, it, there was a scoop for the food, and then it was it, it was nuts. <sighs> I tried to teach you at dinner how to hold it, and
0: I did not like it. Whatsoever.
1: No, and I gave you the American and the European version, and you no, were not. Fuck you were, that. Yeah, I'm starting
0: my own country. <laughs> fork Forks <it's> down. <laughs> we're gonna hold fork forks my way. <laughs> <laughs> wow, these little beans are the sleeper hit. By the I way, I know. Oh my god, it's so good. How does one get these beans? Only from me. For real? Yeah. Guys, hit up Mandel. This is her private phone number. 310. (laughs) I mean, they're so good. Like any Portuguese market would have that?
1: Where do do you think there's a Portuguese market out here?
0: Stop yelling at me.
1: (laughs) I'm not yelling. And also, let's not be mistaken. You're normally so mean to me. So I'm kind of talking normally to you. And you're trying to be like, I'm a sweet Dan. First of all, I Andrew, stop min-
0: fucking nodding, asshole. <laughs> Andrew's nodding. Thank like, you, like Andrew. yeah, he's being mean to Mandel. <laughs> <laughs> we, don't need, we don't need a peanut gallery over here nodding. Um, I'm going into the white port now, if I may.
1: Oh, can I have a little?
0: Yeah, let me get you another. Wow, very interesting. I actually kind of love this. hmm. Because I'm only used to, I'm very used to like white dessert wines, like Sauternes, Tokai. Uh So to have the Portuguese version.
1: Portuguese version of anything is always better. Um, (laughs) Guys. (laughs) Write that down.
0: (laughs) That is a bumper sticker that never sells. (laughs) But thank you. (laughs) Um, It is... Really,
1: I know, most people, listen, what are your 35 listeners, they've never met a Portuguese person in their
0: life? I think you're the first, you're the only Portuguese friend that I have. Yeah. That's by choice.
1: That makes sense. <laughs> I have makes a sense.
0: one Portuguese person max. <laughs> that is it. <laughs> I've met a lot of others since you, and I'm like, nope, sorry, yeah. I got one already.
1: Wow, how did I keep the spot?
0: That's why... <laughs> We have such a love-hate relationship because I'm like, do you understand how much right. sacrifice I'm making? Right, to keep I'm you just, in the I'm, mix?
1: I'm actually so touched that I've been able to keep the spot. I don't know yeah. what I'm doing, but I'll try to keep doing it. Doing a good job. Thank you. Uh,
0: <laughs> Have you ever wondered why some olive oils can have a spicy taste or burn your tongue? This happens when oil has a very high acid content, which can correlate to the quality of the oil. Some people prefer olive oil to be milder when used with different flavor combinations, and others, like myself, prefer a more robust spicy flavor, especially when you want to taste the olive oil. These flavor distinctions are most apparent when olive oil is consumed raw. However, if you cook something in olive oil, the differences are much less noticeable. So save your Walmart brand olive oil for the deep fryer. Mandelman, what is your earliest food memory?
1: Okay, I was trying to think about this. and I, I don't know if this applies, but I remember. So I grew up in this Portuguese community. I didn't. Know that at this point, that everyone was not Portuguese. And I remember going to Warren Walker School, this really nice school that not a lot of Portuguese kids <laughs> were going there. And I was in kindergarten, I think, and we had lunch, and everybody pulled out their lunch, and they had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and normal kid stuff, and people were trading. And my parents had put Pickled octopus and a Tupperware <laughs> in my lunch. Oh
0: my god! Which,
1: by the way, it was delicious. Delicious. I was me that have
0: sounds s- great. Yeah. But yes. But that's that is a like nightmare she's for a child. Eating
1: Ursula, and I was like, and she's <laughs> delicious. Like, <laughs> I mean, I literally had tentacles in my lunch. And but I think that because I was raised that way, that's why I'm not afraid to try anything. Right. You know,
0: because well, my thank dad god would come off
1: the boat, way. and he would have like when he would fish schools of t- tuna and a piece of mahi-mahi would get stuck in there which is called bycatch like he would bring that home so we would have fresh fish all the time
0: yeah you showed me pictures of you guys that had like a big dolphin on the table once
1: that's I that honestly you guys am would... going to kill you That is <laughs> never
0: happened you said it's fine it's a bycatch it's called bycatch <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was weird like you put a flower in the blowhole
1: well of course <laughs>
0: You got a pre- presentation. Matter all
1: vegans are unfollowing me on Instagram. Right now.
0: <laughs> it's funny though because I think generally, generationally, mm-hmm. you and I were screwed when we were kids. I am older than you, but yeah. we were screwed as kids. Where we- it wasn't like this moment now where everyone is like exposed to ethnic foods and right. foods of different cultures, and they raise their kids eating curry and this uh-huh. and that. Like we brought gross immigrant food right. to lunch, and we were just made fun of ceaselessly.
1: Right. I mean, I wasn't, I want to just, I was super popular in school. I wasn't made fun of like you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. But sure.
0: (laughs) I thought we were having a moment.
1: (laughs) No, I mean, I think you're right. But I also am grateful for that because I still meet adults now that won't try clams or mussels or oysters. So, like, the texture looks weird. I'm like, what?
0: Oh my God. You should have, uh, sitting in that chair an hour before you, Matt Reif was a guest. And he was like, he was like, what what are some of the things he, he's like I don't like Yeah, he's like I hate onions. I'm like oh what the my fuck God. are you talking about?
1: Onions are in everything that's good.
0: What do you mean you hate onions?
1: <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah,
0: he's like the texture Raw of onions and
1: cooked both?
0: Yes, but, both.
1: Do he's I know also this like I don't want to.
0: He's also like <laughs> super hot and 25 uh, 26 oh. like a heartthrob fuckboy comedian. Uh-huh. Not fuckboy anymore. And He's I missed got a him girlfriend. Yeah, I'm sorry you missed him. But you know how like those people are like so hot that they can just be like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't like to have uh pepper. I don't like pepper in my food. It's like, oh, you're that hot. You can just say shit like that. Huh. So you and I
1: Oh, we're on the same we level. Have to, I'm not hot like this guy. We're on the same I'm sorry, level. What? I thought we were <laughs> Wow. I gotta rethink things when I go.
0: Okay, Mandelmon. Mm-hmm. I'm going to set up a scenario for you. Oh, God. Your father brings home a school of dolphins for dinner. And I
1: hate you so much.
0: The feds knock down the door. Wow. And you try to defend your father, and of you course. lunge at the fed with a knife. You kill him. Now you're on death row. Okay. What's your death row meal?
1: How large can this meal be? You know what? Okay, I'm just going to say what I want. As large as you want it to be. Okay, I'm going to start with my dad's pickled octopus. I'm going to go with surf and turf, probably a ribeye, maybe the water-grilled Dover sole. Mm. I need some really good French fries in there, like truffle fries. Endless champagne, probably. And then...
0: Well, it's going to end. The champagne will end at one point. When they, not before when I they, notice. When they kill you. And
1: then um, maybe for dessert... I'm gonna go real trashy and just do donuts. Interesting. Oh, you are you're the donut princess. Yeah. I Mandel love would always donuts. bring
0: donuts on set and it was so nice and she'd bring donuts for everyone's birthday and she
1: Wait, Ma- I didn't always do I usually I baked things, but I had donuts for my birthday. Like well, you when were, I would, ha- I remember for my birthday party, I had donut towers. Yes. Yeah, but I used to bake homemade things. That's a better gift.
0: But you love donuts. I though. do love. You donuts. You are a donut princess.
1: Yeah, and Portuguese donuts, mal- and sadish, are amazing. What? Mm-hmm. You guys make donuts? They're little fried. They're yeah, they're basically little fried donuts. Malandadish. It's from the islands, though. They're small. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Round. Yes. With a hole or no? Like no. A, like, so just like a flat.
1: No, like little balls.
0: Oh, interesting. So it's more like a munchkin. hmm Interesting. Yeah. Love that.
1: hmm I'll um, make them for you one time. Please. But you have, to, you have to eat them right away hot. I
0: was going to say, you did not bring enough stuff here. It would have been nice if you brought donuts.
1: Cool. Did the hot guy before me bring anything?
0: Oh, he brought some hot guy. He brought hotness. I didn't bring
1: any hotness to this You know, thing?
0: we've known each other for so long. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Careful.
0: Man, those are very hot, guys. <laughs> Careful. You can watch her. On Resident Evil being very hot. That's
1: not the show. It's Resident Sorry? Alien.
0: Resident Resident Alien. Uh-huh.
1: We're, this is how great. This is how great and um, equal our friendship is. I've seen every episode of your Food Network show.
0: I don't like to brag, you don't but even yes, know. Yeah,
1: you don't even know what show I'm on. This is the continual problem in our friendship.
0: So back to the olive oil. Uh-huh. The olive oil <laughs> has a nuttiness. <laughs> Mandel, what is the best high-end? Oh, wait. Actually, before we get to this, yeah. I'm curious about your dad's pickled octopus. So he would pickle it himself? Oh,
1: he pickles it himself. No way. Mm-hmm. I've made it for you one time, and you were like, this is... he, my dad does a way better job than me.
0: Uh-huh. So is this like the type of thing where, what, what is it called when they catch other fish with the fish? Buy Bycatch. Bycatch. Yeah. Is it like bycatch that so get octopus and you? No, they'll like just like home? go to the.
1: Mar- oh, the okay, got it. Market and get.
0: I octopus. love octopus. Okay, and so octopus by the is way, having a should- fucking moment now because everyone's like, they're so smart. They play tic tac toe. Did you see the
1: documentary?
0: And I'm like, fuck the documentary.
1: Yeah, I can't talk about that. They're delicious. No, listen. Portugal has the best octopus in the world.
0: Okay. Oh, sorry to my Greek listeners. Yeah.
1: It's true. Really? There is a town that they call the octopus capital of the world, Mm -hmm. and there's so many octopuses that are attracted there because of small shrimp that um, hang out on the shore. But so best octopus in the world, I guarantee it if you go there. Really? Yes.
0: What do they do? How do how, how do the Portuguese normally make octopus? Is it mostly pickled or no? That's just my cooked? dad. That's just my my dad does. You do a cooked octopus too. N- Both uh, everything. I love octopus. Me too. But they're so smart. Shut up, losers.
1: Smart when they're going. <laughs> yeah, go the smarter
0: them. ones are the more delicious <laughs> ones.
1: <laughs> but he can put the he can put the triangle shaped thing in the triangle
0: hole. Great. He's gonna. I do, can't
1: watch that documentary.
0: I don't have no desire to watch it. Yeah. Oh, so,
1: so you're just like making up these quotes.
0: Oh, I'm just assuming that the octopus is a lot of fucking dumb shit, but for an octopus it's kind of smart, you know? Right, cool. I'm like, oh, he knows what one plus one is. Yeah, mm-hmm. so do I. Yeah. Stupid octopus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <laughs> what is the best high-end meal that you've ever had?
1: This was really hard for me to answer. Um,
0: Now's the moment.
1: There Mandela's was had a- had
0: so many high-end meals, guys.
1: No, she's just I'm less bougie than you, but inundated I, with high end meals. Probably in Portugal, in Algarve, um, Vila Joia, there is this it's a two Michelin star restaurant, and that meal was pretty amazing.
0: Wow, a mm-hmm. Portuguese two Michelin star restaurant but, sounds very cool.
1: E, well, I think the better one to go to that I haven't been to is I think it's called Belcanto, um, and that chef has a few Michelin star restaurants, and it's the first two Michelin star restaurant in Lisboa, Lisbon. Um, wow. So I really need to go back and go to that one. But I also just went to f- this restaurant, First and Oak in Salvang and had an amazing tasting there. So, I, but I'm going with my first answer, okay.
0: I think your first answer is, do you remember anything from that, from that yeah. meal?
1: monkfish.
0: Ooh. Um, is monkfish a big thing? Uh,
1: all fish is all a big fish. thing. All fish.
0: All fish. Eel, do you guys do eel?
1: hmm do canned eel.
0: Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. And lamb, duck. I had tuna tartar. I mean, it was it was several courses.
0: Yeah, that sounds great. Two Michelin stars. And star. it's,
1: you're sitting right on the beach.
0: Oh my god. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Two Michelin stars is the is the sweet spot. Three mm-hmm. Michelin stars is way too fancy pants.
1: Wow! One I can't Michelin star. This is coming from you. It's too much. It's like you
0: feel like uh, everyone there is like they're gonna get their family's gonna get executed if they don't drop the plate at the right time. Right. Like onto the table. So it's just a little much. The two Michelin stars are amazing. Mm-hmm. One Michelin star is my sweet spot. That's what I love because mm. it's casual, but the food's great. Yeah. I go to a lot of Michelin star restaurants. I guess all the time. Oh my time. god! Let's go in the other direction. What is okay. the best low end meal that you've ever had? This could be. You know what's funny? Whenever I think what's one of the best low end meals I've ever had, I think to something that I had in Portugal, which was a sardine. When did you
1: go to Portugal?
0: Not now, Mandel. Which was a. You've s-
1: never told what? Mandel. Hold on, Mandel. How have you never Mandel. told me that?
0: Not now, Mandel.
1: When did you go? Where did you go? Why are you just bringing this up now? Answer I, all of those questions. I didn't <laughs> want to
0: tell you this, but I'm actually half Portuguese.
1: <laughs> Portuguese. I know that you're not. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I went with my family when I was like in high school.
1: Wow. Yes,
0: and I loved it. But I distinctly where did remember, you go? What uh, were you? Only Lisbon. Oh, okay. Lisboa.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I distinctly remember having sardines mm-hmm. in newspapers, like they like. Yeah, because
1: a, they eat fresh sardines there. You can't get fresh sardines here, and it's in the like. You summer. can, but it's hard to
0: get, and people it's hate really them. It's and, really hard and, and to People get. in America are are dumb when it comes yeah. to fish they're like
1: oh but it's so bony yeah
0: but i just eat most. <laughs> yeah but there were sardines in a newspaper like yeah. from a guy on the street yes. and they were so delicious yeah so that is an it's an example of a best low end. what is your best low end?
1: Mm, now i'm now that you said that i feel like you want to take mine no but maybe the calamari sandwich at point loma seafood oh tell me about that it's just fried calamari in a sandwich, and it's just so good. That sounds so f- fucked up. It's so good. <laughs> that sounds
0: amazing. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Fried calamari, calamari in a sandwich. Calamari steak, yeah. Why have I never heard about that? Why doesn't I never do that? You've never had that?
1: But it's so many places in San Diego have that, but especially at Point Loma Seafood because – um, that's the area.
0: You're saying that fast. What is it called? Point what?
1: Point Loma Seafood.
0: Point, Luma? Point Loma.
1: Point Loma. Point Loma is where Loma. I grew up. So my name is Mandel. Right. Um, I'm from San Diego, California. I yes. grew up in this area called Point Loma. Point Loma. That they're now renaming Little Portugal, like I, I said before. Again, I'm six, We used to I'm, work on a show together. I'm
0: six years older than you. I just need. <laughs> you just got to slow it
1: down. Yeah, sorry. For Uncle Dan. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um interesting is it a, is there a fun sauce that it's served with like a fun like a
1: tar- just tartar like a tartar sauce, sauce. Ooh, it's just it really me. simple and it's Ay, so good Hi
0: mami, damelo is that portuguese <laughs> that's how you say it in portuguese Oh What is your favorite drunk food when you're drunk what do you love to eat
1: You're going to hate me I already do Oh wow <laughs> California burrito from Santana's in San Diego
0: I don't know anything about this I what? know
1: Because here's the thing, Okay. there's just, and I know people are going to be mad at me, the Mexican food, and I'm talking about the fast food, Mexican food in LA is just no bueno. In San Diego, because we're right on the border, Mm -hmm. yes, there's this place called Santana's where I grew up, home of the California burrito, and it's amazing. And I used to get it every night in high school.
0: So why do you think everyone is, why is everyone going to hate you?
1: Because I know you'll be like, that's garbage, you're garbage because you judge everyone and call
0: them garbage. Wait, what's wrong with a California burrito? Break down the burrito for me and I'll tell you if it's garbage.
1: Carne asada. Great. French fries.
0: Mm, oh, garbage.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Don't you know that's what a California burrito is? No. It's French fries. Oh, that's what it is. Oh, I have no is. idea. Tell
0: me. It's cool. A made. California
1: burrito is meat and french fries. Oh. Cheese, sour cream, guacamole. The burrito's like this big. Wow. It's so good. Oh my God. Yeah. I love that. I know. It's, it's when you're drunk. <laughs> Ooh, ooh. It's a good time. What about when you're
0: hungover? I bet the Portuguese have some sort of soup.
1: No, well, first of all, Portuguese eat a lot of soup. There's like drive-through soup places in Portugal. Get out of here. Yeah, and McDonald's has soup. Like, I what? think McDonald's has uh, caldo verde, which is the, one of their more famous soups. What is
0: that? What does that mean, caldo verde? Some... It's
1: called green soup, basically, oh. but it has kale, probably chorizo on top, potatoes.
0: I once made a Portuguese soup.
1: How'd it turn out? And why? again, I don't understand why that was made and you didn't call me. Like, what has been happening that you've just been having a whole Portuguese life without me?
0: I Again, I didn't want to tell you this, <laughs> but <laughs> I'm married to your mother.
1: <laughs> you wish. <laughs> I do wish.
0: Um, so I, I, this was like 15 years ago. I got like a cookbook called Spice by Anna Sortoon. Very, very Were cool. Were you trying to cookbook. build
1: up? your palate
0: but I was trying to build up my palate Yeah, but there was a Portuguese soup recipe in it that I remember was really good and there was shrimp and there was bread like oh. chopped up bread uh-huh. it was really nice it was a very cool I remember thinking like wow this is I've never like had a shrimp shrimp in a soup mm. it was very interesting to me so what is your favorite hangover cure?
1: donuts and then also I think deli food like a tuna melt fries mm. and coleslaw and a really good pickle
0: yeah I like deli food too, like pastrami sandwich mm-hmm. for me.
1: But I'll probably always end up going with a tuna melt. Like the I have a love-hate
0: relation. Oh, that's right. I have a love-hate relation. Oh, that's with tuna right. Melt. You
1: forgot I was Portuguese in the last 30 seconds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's why you're uh, all tuna all the time. But here's the question though. Yeah. Typically, do the port cause I know in Italy they don't normally and Matt Reif and I got into it on this one, the guy who was here before you. But Italians don't normally mix fish with uh, cheese.
1: So actually, that's a great question. Thank you. And I'm glad to bring this up. Queijo cheese in Portugal is very popular, especially from the islands. It's very she good She said queijo,
0: by the way, not queijo cheese. Oh my I, God. Like don't
1: make me it's, offensive like you. It sounded don't like pull you said, me down with you.
0: Literally, it sounded like you said, okay, Jew cheese.
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay. They don't use their cheese in cooking.
0: Again, we're not talking about Jews. We're no, talking we're about... No, we're talking about
1: poor cheese okay, people. Got it. So they eat cheese, like I said, in that meal before dinner. That's the best meal. They eat it with wine, but they don't use it in their cooking. So no. S- so tuna melt would not be a Portuguese thing, but right. tuna. Right.
0: I'm just,
1: I mean, uh, as a daughter of a tuna fisherman. I'd yeah. see tuna a lot.
0: Yeah. Do you have a preference for the bluefin or the...
1: So my dad catches yellowfin, skipjack, and big eye.
0: Okay, cool. So those are those are more of like the canned tuna variety, right? Yes.
1: And they use the loins for canned and then they use, because again, Portuguese aren't wasteful. They use the loins for canned and then they use the um, everything else for fertilizer and dog and cat food.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: But Blue... he's got bluefin before. Depends bluefin... on what waters you're in.
0: Interesting. Bluefins are... There was a big campaign to stop bluefin because like bluefin is a little more fished because of because people in Japan. Yeah, it depends. It depends on the
1: waters that you're in. I mean, there's laws in every in every area. On what you can fish.
0: But there's like I think there's like they're making very good. Like I think there's bluefin farms like off the coast of Portugal that are supposed to be like amazing. Hmm. I don't know. Have you ever seen a real tuna in real life?
1: Have I ever seen a real tuna fish? When I just told you the line of, "Yeah, I've seen one," <laughs> my dad's deboned it in front of me. They're big. They're very big.
0: Well, the bluefin ones, the, especially, the are like the size he, of cows.
1: Yeah, the boats that he works on carry eleven hundred tons of fish. They're huge, huge boats.
0: That is a big boat. Yeah, and he's the master captain.
1: That's right, baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Who is your favorite celebrity food personality? This can be anyone from Danadute to Danadude.
1: Am I supposed to say you? Because before we started, you said that you were going to ask a question, yeah. and then I was supposed to say, right. is this is I'm supposed I, to say." Then right? I
0: just let it led you into it right there too, <laughs> for all the listeners to hear.
1: Um, probably Gordon Ramsay. Hmm. Oh wait, can I? Sorry, I went far. Um, Gordon Ramsay. I for the listener, I backed off off the mic. Okay. Um, I think I have a soft spot for people that play mean characters but are just big, lovable softies in it, real life because that's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and I also really enjoy Top Chef Jr. I think I cry every episode. It's so cute. <laughs> Kid
0: cooks. It's, it's so a very cute. cute thing. It's
1: so cute. And also, you know, if you're watching Top Chef and they make a mistake, you're like, come on, what is this, amateur hour? But when the kids do it, it's like something like they didn't dice the onion. You're like, it's an impossible task, okay? I mean, you guys are jerks. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, time was running out, and I tried my hardest. Yeah, latest. it's so cute. This one kid was like um, from Texas. He's like, I want to open my own steakhouse and have some salads for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Shut up! Oh, <laughs> so cute. I love the kids are cooking now. That's like a I new know. thing.
1: they're they're amazing.
0: When we were growing up, there was no like cooking classes no. for kids.
1: This kid was like, I'm gonna ama- I made this. Um, pecan-crusted halibut over Japanese sweet potato mash with a miso brown sugar glaze. <laughs> I was, like, looking in my fridge, like, I eh, those ingredients. Why didn't I ever think of that?
0: <laughs> thank you, Jaden. Desert Island food. So now you're on a desert island. There's okay, well, only Hold on. Let me just set it up. Okay.
1: Thank you. You're, sorry.
0: You're on a desert island. Yeah. There's only one food you're going to have for the rest of your life. You're right. never going to get tired of it, Mendel.
1: That's so hard. I mean, I'm not going to bring fish, obviously, because I'm on the island, so oh, I can I just... Bring-
0: Sand to the beach, yeah. Um, you can't fish off of the... You can't fish, them.
1: I can't cast away this shit? No. Yes, I'm going to channel my father and my and his father and my mother's father, and I'm going to become a fisherwoman.
0: Let me rephrase the question. You're a quadriplegic on an <laughs> island.
1: <laughs> well, now this changes everything. <laughs> okay, I really thought about this. Like, okay. what could I do? I think I'd bring champagne and a really great charcuterie platter.
0: Interesting, charcuterie.
1: Like I think that I could live off, well, listen. I like that, I, I, think I don't I could hate do it. that. I think I could have really good crackers, different cheeses, some fig jam, some olives, <laughs> some truffle almonds, so, you know what I mean? Like I think that I, if, I, if I have to live off one thing, some salami, some prosciutto, maybe yeah. some prosciutto, wrapped melon, I, I, it's, it's endless.
0: <laughs> the thing about the pig is that there's so much you can do with the pig. Mm -hmm. There's so many different versions of piggy.
1: By the way, we didn't talk about pork in Portugal, and that's a big thing. Well. Gordon Ramsay said it's the best meat he's ever had.
0: The pork in Portugal? Mm -hmm. Cooked pork or cured? uh,
1: uh, No, cooked, but the black pigs there, the way they're fed.
0: Well, yes, they're called pata negra. I didn't know that Portugal had them, too. I thought they were just in Mm -hmm. Spain.
1: No, and Gordon Ramsay said it's the best. Better than any um, Wagyu beef he's ever had.
0: Oh, anything Gordon Ramsay says.
1: I live by it's anything he says is my Bible.
0: (laughs) Do you guys feel like you're overshadowed by the Spanish? Like everyone associates Spain with all the good stuff, but you're like, no, no,
1: our country's small but mighty. And I I was born here, so I can't like claim that, but no, I feel very confident about what the Portuguese do and what they bring to the table. And so do they.
0: Well, you're being a little aggressive, which makes me think you're a little insecure about it. Uh,
1: You're always aggressive. Does that mean you're always insecure?
0: Absolutely. Is there a food that you can't stand eating?
1: Okay, I don't like food that's not really food, like cotton candy. I don't know why that always, I always think of that. That grosses me out.
0: Interesting. But
1: there is one food I won't try. Okay. And that's crickets.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Okay, I have it very. I've said
0: interesting so many times during this
1: podcast. I'm really interested. You are very interested. This is like what people think. (laughs) (laughs) I have a very deep and irrational fear of cockroaches. Okay. And so, to me, crickets are just like an upscale cockroach.
0: <laughs> They're a cockroach in a tuxedo. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. A, a little more vocal, you know, like an opinionated cockroach. And I, I mean, I'm telling you, like, if if there was a cockroach in this room, you would see a different side of me that you don't know. I, I hate it. Okay. And so, I, I, I'm not about trying insects. Like, I know people have talked about how cricket protein is really good. I, I'm, right. I'm not about it.
0: I get it. It's, I won't do it. It's,
1: and that you've never heard me say that about any food.
0: No, right? I understand. I mean. It's a, it is a, it is, that was probably the hardest thing for me to decide to eat. Mm Chapulines, they're Mm -hmm. called. The Mexican crickets that are in, uh, it's like a bar snack. If you didn't know that it was crickets, you'd be fine with it. Because they just taste like, they taste like, uh, like they've got the consistency of like those like, um, have you ever had... The dried string bean things, like in Trader Joe's, that are like out of a bag, like you eat it like a snack, like a yeah, dried, like that crunchy. It's like that. It's
1: so, is it what's the temperature? The room uh, temp.
0: They're room temp. Okay. They're spicy. They're very spicy. It doesn't taste. Can you
1: see the legs?
0: Oh yeah, like all the little.
1: Out. I'm out. I'm out. I don't need to hear anymore. I'm out. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done with this podcast. I'm done with you for even having me. Wait, those. before
0: you leave, though. Before you leave. Okay. You know what's funny? No one has said crickets on this podcast, which is crazy because that is something that... But I, I'm sure they don't think about it. They don't know that that's an option. Or
1: maybe I'm just brilliant and I brought up something that's... No, I don't
0: know it's an option. <laughs> All right, Mandel, we're going to get kay. to the last question. My favorite question okay. on the podcast. And as someone who is a refined woman who understands how things are supposed to be, who likes things a certain way, Mm -hmm. what are your restaurant pet peeves?
1: First of all, it says so much about you that this is your favorite question because you love a pet peeve. Yes. You love to judge.
0: I'm getting a dog and naming him that peeve. Pet peeve. He's my pet peeve. (laughs)
1: That's so stupid. (laughs) That's the dumbest thing I've ever
0: heard. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Got her.
1: Got her. Also, I should apologize, listeners, for my uh, obnoxious giggle that never ends.
0: We're all, we're all hopped up on, on Ruby and Tawny.
1: <laughs> okay. Because I'm a very organized, clean person, as you'll see in my fridge, That I don't know why it's the worst thing you've ever seen. I think it's amazing. Um, it, it's I, the worst because
0: I'm jealous of it. Okay. It's all jealousy, yeah.
1: By the way, I go to people's houses and – and organize their refrigerator. My really? brother will like leave his refrigerator door open, like just knowing that I'll look in there and be like, "What is this mess?"
0: My fridge is embarrassing <laughs> right now. I don't <laughs> have I don't have anything in it. It looks like a modern art like thing where it's wow. like one thing over here, one thing over there.
1: That's sad, especially from a foodie. Mm-hmm. When I'm sharing, when we're sharing, and they don't bring fresh plates, like, do you think the chef's going to be really happy about me mixing this? Mustard vinaigrette with this cherry compote. Like I, I can't mix the next dish with the, with a new, you know, with the old plate. So when they don't bring out fresh plate, like I have to keep asking and, and I'm looked at as like I'm being bratty. I, I'm like, talk to the chef. I'm sure they'd be upset that you're doing this too.
0: I've never loved you more than I love you now because <laughs> no one's ever said this one and I 100% agree. It, it's nuts. It's crazy.
1: I can't mix those flavors.
0: No, and especially since you're s- you're usually starting with a salad. Yeah. Vinegar. That's the
1: mustard vinaigrette which I just will take mentioned
0: over everything. Yeah. The
1: cherry compote. That's on the duck I just ordered. I yeah. I can't mix those two things. By the might be not. Bad. I can't mix those two things.
0: No, we no. cannot mix them. No. I'm with you a hundred percent. Give me new plates.
1: New plates. And fork and. The- and fork and. The- when they
0: take your fork and what? Sometimes they replace the plate and they just take your they, fork and have and, they and, they and throw it on plate. the table. And
1: now the table's dirty because the remnants from the fork is on the. T- <laughs> Table and now I can't even be now the uh, I'm looking at a dirty table and now it's gonna get on my shirt and now I feel dirty I mean, it's like ruined my entire time
0: you see why this is my favorite question <laughs> it's the only thing we've agreed on in this last hour
1: we've agreed on other things <laughs> <laughs> you're like I don't remember I wasn't really listening. I don't remember but, that was um...
0: <laughs> that's perfect though no one's ever done that one that is a very good one mm. come at us <laughs> come at us in our DMs because we both agree on this one.
1: As everyone else, as, do I seem like a total brag compared to everyone else? Everyone else is like, I just hate when the waiter doesn't get a long enough break and they have to come back tired. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, some people definitely they turn this into like them being a good person. Yeah, it's like when Fuck you go to a job you. interview, like, what's your biggest weakness? <laughs> I just care too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they do that. Like, <laughs> I just actually Matt Rife just did it again. Matt Rife, he was like, I hate it when whoever oh, please, I'm if eating. Oh, are hot. With...
1: You're not nice.
0: Yeah, he's like, I hate it when whoever I'm eating with is rude to the waiter. I'm like.
1: Well, to. I'm not rude, but I just would like a f- clean plate.
0: He also hated Gordon Ramsay. I
1: have to have a drink with this guy just so I can tell him off.
0: <laughs> He's so hot, He's so hot. <laughs> oh he also God, hated you're Gordon Ramsay, so turned and on he, him. but he also said he would he wouldn't return a dish ever, even if it was like completely like made wrong.
1: Have you ever returned risotto at the best restaurant in the entire world?
0: It's funny you say that. You'll be able to read that in chapter seven of my book. Oh, good. I get to
1: read it after I've heard it a hundred times.
0: Okay. Uh, we are tipsy. And on that note, thank you so much, Mandel.
1: I feel bad that we just ended an argument. You know, I adore you. No, and love That you. is
0: that is so on brand for us. I love you to death. Mm. And I don't care what the voice in my head says. I think you're a great person. <sighs> <Wow.
1: laughs> Always a backhanded compliment. <laughs> thank you. Obrigada.
0: Obrigada. This episode of Green Eggs and Dan was produced by Andrew Stephen and edited by Jordan Aaron. Executive produced by Jeff Umbro and The Podglomerate. You can find more of their podcasts at thepodglomerate.com. The theme music is Beautiful Food by Idan, and the interstitial music is by Break Master Cylinder. If you like this show, please tell a friend, share an episode, leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. It's really important to us, guys. Please do it. If you want more Green Eggs and Dan action, follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Dan. Also, we have a YouTube page where you can actually see me and my guests going through their fridge in addition to other videos. Just type in Green Eggs and Dan in YouTube. Like and subscribe Please, we need a lot of subscribers on that page. You will really enjoy it. It's a very fun element of the show.